0: welcome to miss checkpoints the video game book club podcast uh today we're starting our discussion on firewatch i'm your host greg and joining me today is trevor what's going on what's going on and dante's here but he will uh pop in momentarily um so this is kind of a uh like a bonus episode that we have just kind of in between the the games that we, we got going on this month um so this should be a shorter episode um I don't know. We have a tendency to say that, and then they always end up uh, going a little bit longer, so just we'll see how this on,
1: goes. Just depends on how good the game is. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, uh, like I said, we uh, we had Firewatch this time, um, so I guess I'll uh, I'll start it off and go with a little bit of background information on Firewatch. Um, Firewatch is an adventure game. It follows the story of a fire lookout named Henry in the Shoshone... I think that's how you say it. Uh, Shoshone National Forest, a year after the Yellowstone fires of 1988. Um, as time goes on, some weird things start to happen with him and his supervisor, Delilah. Uh, Henry talks to Delilah over a walkie-talkie and uh, during dialogue, you're sometimes given different choices on how you want to respond to her. Um, Firewatch was developed by Campo Santo, which is their first game ever. Uh, the game was created by Jake Rodkin and Sean Vanneman, uh, who were creative leads at Telltale? Uh, or creative leads for Telltale's *The Walking Dead* and Nels Anderson, who also was the lead designer for the, uh, *Mark of the Ninja*, and also has uh, artwork from uh, Ollie Mall. I think he's done some uh, uh, some movie art before. Um, also, uh, Chris Remo, um, formerly of the Idle Thumbs podcast, uh, was also inv- involved in this uh, in this game. I believe he did the. Uh, the, uh, music composition. Um, the reception of Firewatch was generally pretty favorable. I think it sits at around an 81 on Metacritic right now. Um, the game sold more than 500,000 copies within the first month of release and over 1 million copies at the end of the first year. And to date, the game has hit about 2.5 million in, uh, sales across all platforms. Um, oh, as far as platforms, the game is available on uh, Xbox One, PC, and PlayStation 4, and I believe, I think there's a Switch version that's supposed to come out as well. So, um, that's about it I've got for background. So, I guess what we can do now is uh, kind of move into the, uh, the prologue of the game, how it sets everything up. Um, so, when you first start the game, it's kind of almost like, uh text adventure like. Um you kind of are presented with some uh text giving you a little bit of background on a uh, conversation that two people are having um and you find out this is uh Henry talking with his uh his I guess girl well just somebody he met but ends up being his uh girlfriend slash wife. Um uh so the game's basically setting up this relationship between you and Julia um, and also kind of gives you a little bit of background as far as, uh, how things get to where they are. Um, you get a few choices here. Uh, I think one of them is you get to choose the name of your dog. I think you get to choose the question that you ask Julia the first time you meet her. And I think largely these don't affect the game at all other than maybe change some dialogue, but, um, you know, you're still going to pretty much get to the same endpoint. Um, do you remember how you answered anything here, uh, Trevor?
1: Man, I don't. And I honestly <laughs> forgot all about this prologue because I started this game back in March. Yeah. And I intended on finishing it, but I never got around to it until we decided to play it just for a bonus episode. Mm-hmm. And so I, I really just picked up where I had left off.
0: Uh, okay. So w- when you did play it, do you remember how far you had gotten?
1: Um, maybe to day two. Okay. I think that's where I picked up. But okay. yeah, I, I honestly don't remember any of the pro. Well, I didn't remember any of it until you had just mentioned it. Gotcha, gotcha.
0: Yeah, I, f- I forget what it is. Like, you one of the questions I think when you meet her is like, uh, the, one of them is like a kind of a corny pickup line. The others like you ask her what her major is or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or, um, but yeah, it's just kind of like filler stuff to kind of, um, I guess, fill out what type of relationship they have or anything. But the the other big part about this is you find out that, uh, uh, his wife is, uh, she's developing dementia. Um, and I think ultimately I believe he, that they decide to, uh, I think, what is it? I'm trying to remember exactly what happens here. I think she ends up going with her family or just, she's being treated somewhere for it. And he decides that he's going to go out to Wyoming and, uh, become a fire uh, a fire lookout basically so I guess it's just his his way of trying to get his mind off of everything and just take some time to himself
1: and it's pretty cool the way they deliver it too because you're kind of it's leading up to where you're going to be based while you're walking through the um, the park or the, the forest yeah while all this is happening or while this conversation is going on and it's like I mean it the tone that it sets, at least
0: for me, and this, this might just be like a personal thing with me, but it, it was just kind of super heavy. Um, and I guess it's just something that, uh, you know, cause I'm, I'm thinking of it from like me having kids and just kind of like developing dementia and then having to have to worry about people take care of you or, you know, potentially people who, you know, you love one seeing you like basically, basically deteriorating. It's just kind of like a heavy, like super heavy thing. So I kind of appreciated it, but it definitely made me feel pretty bad to start the game off like that. Cause I think it even, there's even a part where it's speaking to, uh, I think him and his wife being in the bed. And, uh, I want to say it was something like, uh, and I want to look at stuff to actually make sure what it was, but something of the nature of like, think they're, they're about to have sex or something like that. And then she almost, she basically forgets who, she, who he is at the time. It's just kind of crazy to think, you know, think of something like that but but yeah like i said the the game definitely starts out super heavy and it starts you know kind of sets the tone which i I thought i mean there's definitely some heavy stuff i think that happens in the game but for the most part i think that uh it starts out that way and kind of sets you up but then it, it it definitely shifts within like the first few days of to kind of a lighter tone i think
1: so at this point in the game i honestly thought it was going to be another walking sim and by walking sim uh, I'm talking just 100% environmental context I don't know if you ever played uh, Dear Esther no no I haven't played it Um, but that game like you're basically walking along a beach and there's there's no interaction like with any other characters in the game you're basically walking along and um, like you kind of hit cues and it gives you little tidbits of like a like a part of the story and you know you really just put it together yourself and that's what i really thought this game was going to be playing um this prologue
0: so i was thinking completely different so i remember seeing i forgot when this got announced but i thought it got announced at like a e3 or something like that i think i vaguely remember something like that happening and, uh, coming into it, I thought this was going to be like, kind of like a horror game. Like I, I had no <laughs> context of whatever this was going to be. So once I started playing it, I was like, huh, this game is a lot different than like what I was expecting. Um, but, but I definitely, I don't want to jump too far ahead, but I, I, I like the game. I definitely like it a lot. Um, but it, you know, again, it, it, it was nothing like I was expecting. So, but, it, but it, I was, I was definitely along for the ride. Have you played any other walking Sims? Never. Like I'm trying to think, have I played anything like that before? I guess, um,
1: and that was like the main reason why I started playing this like back in March. Cause, um, I think around that time I was playing a bunch of really short two hour games. And then I went through a bunch of walking Sims, like, uh, I played Tacoma, and then What Remains yeah. of Edith Finch.
0: Okay, so maybe this counts, right? Uh, I played Flower. Does that count as a? <laughs> I guess does that kind of count? That's one count as-
1: I wanted to play. That's a PlayStation exclusive, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I haven't played that one yet. Okay,
0: so I played that. Um, so I guess that's that's the last one that comes to mind. I'm trying to think off the top of my head of like maybe something else. I, I guess something like Abzu might count. I played. A, I never finished. Yeah, that, Yeah, it's kind
1: of exploratory. Um yeah, I think that's
0: all I can think of off the top of my head. Um, but yeah, so, uh, I guess we'll do start moving in a little bit. So uh, the way that I kind of break it down a little bit, and I guess I don't necessarily have to go beat by beat as far as days, but it's not not a very long game. I think it took me like around three and a half hours, maybe four hours to finish. Um, so, um, I guess you end the prologue with you go up to the tower and this is your first time speaking to Delilah and uh, she's just kind of a smart ass, I guess, it at least comes off as it like early on. Kind of, kind of both kind of equip at each other a little bit. And after you've kind of introduced each other or introduced yourselves to each other, uh, that, that's the end of the prologue moves into day one. Um, it's your first day on the job and you're tasked with uh, tracking down some what looks to be fireworks being shot off in the and the forest um so I think you have all your or all the tools up to this point this is the compass the map, and I'm trying to remember if there's anything else that you really use I think that's it right or Yeah, on this, this
1: first part I think you just have a map and a compass
0: okay so Henry uh, travels out there, and meanwhile, while you're doing this uh what'll end up happening happening is Um, You'll hear Delilah come across the radio, and sometimes she'll, you know, just say things to you. Sometimes you're only given one response. Sometimes you give multiple responses. Um, Sometimes there's environmental things that you can, uh, oh, I guess it's kind of, I forgot to mention this. So the game's first person. So it's like a first person adventure game. Um, So you're just kind of walking around the environment um, at times, and you'll come across things that, it'll uh, identify that you can talk to Delilah about it. So um, you'll spark up a conversation that way. Sometimes she'll just come over the the radio other times. And uh, what you can do is, like I said, you can talk to her and, and you're given different answers sometimes or different responses. Now, I don't know if, I guess I didn't look this up. I don't know if these change any potential like conversation routes as the game goes on. Um, I know, actually, okay, so I remember somebody in the stream chat, I was streaming this uh, a few days ago, but somebody said that the way you answer one question in particular can uh, make Delilah respond a little bit different, and it changes, it can kind of change the context of uh, I guess those two's relationship, I think. Um, But I think that's all that I'm aware of. I'm not sure if Dante's not here, so he was the other person that played through this, so I don't know if he's got any if he can confirm anything of that.
2: As far as um, things changing? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. if the responses change, any like potential conversation routes that you get?
2: I haven't... Oh, sorry, I muted myself during mid-sentence. Um, <laughs> I have an inclination to think that there's the occasional thing that might change, but I'm not 100% positive on it. And I feel like if we just... like Once we get a little bit more into the details. We might have one of those, oh snap, you went through this part. We might have one of those Riddick moments. Yeah. So that might be the easiest way to unearth that.
0: Okay. Um. So Henry ends up going out to this lake and confronts two girls that are out there uh, shooting fireworks. And you're given a couple ways to handle the situation. Um, I forget what dialogue options you have, but uh, I think one of them something about Oh, I didn't touch anything. And there's another one. And then there's another one. That's kind of like, you're just being kind of mean to them. Um, ultimately whatever you say, you're supposed to, your job, the job is to basically get them to come out and not shoot any fireworks or anything. Um, I think what I ended up doing was picking up the radio and I just kind of out of instinct, I just picked it up and threw it in the radio in the, in the lake. (laughs) And then they, they got mad about it. Um, and then they decide that they're going to, they're going to get out of there. um, You guys remember what you did in that situation, or?
1: Is this the part where you can steal their alcohol?
0: I think, uh, uh, yeah, I think there is some vodka or something out there, some whiskey maybe that you can pick up and take. Because I think that's what I did.
2: I definitely threw the radio into the lake.
0: Okay. (laughs) Okay. I just, I don't know why that, I just figured that was the easiest thing and I'm not even thinking about it in, in, as far as like me being kind of like a park ranger thing, like, oh, that's probably not a good idea to just throw somebody's personal property in the water. But I just kind of was thinking, coming from like a video game perspective of, oh, well, this will get him out of the water. So.
2: I mean, that is like the fastest way to end any conversation with anybody. Just literally yeah. throw their boom box into the water. <laughs>
0: Just break something they own. They'll, they, you know, they'll eventually either fight you about it or they'll just get out of there. So, uh, anyway, on the, uh, after you do this, um, uh, start walking back and I think you go through, uh, I think it's cave 452 or something like that. Um, it may be Thunder Canyon. I think maybe that's how they refer to it. Um, it's your first time seeing this and then there's kind of a, a lock in front of this gate. So you're like, okay, what's going on in here? Um, so you don't really get an opportunity to do anything, um, in there, but, uh, but this is, I guess this is an important part of the story at at a certain point. Um, and you make it back to your tower and find out that it was vandalized, which you're assuming it was the two girls that were doing that. Um, but you don't really know. Um, and that ends day one. So, like I said, the the early in the game, it's kind of like. There's not a whole lot going on. This is kinda of menial, like park ranger type stuff. Um
2: Well, I will say, like, I missed the first ten minutes of this, so yeah. I don't know if you guys went into detail, but it's I love how subtle this game is about all of its storytelling and just going around your little tower or whatever and looking at all of the little world building things and be like, Oh well, this is I can't remember if he had a photo of his wife or something in there. Yeah, he does,
0: on on the desk in there.
2: Yeah, because that's one of the things they break, if I recall, when they vandalize the place, right?
0: I think so.
2: So, yeah, it's just like there's all these little subtle elements of the story being told around you without it being explicitly, you know, spelled out at every single moment.
1: Yeah. Definitely a lot of attention to detail is it in day one where you first come where you first find your um the lockbox or the supply crate i think you do yeah
0: so that's, that's i guess that's another thing i missed yeah
1: another part of world building like once you unlock these and you know funny enough all the combinations are the same one two three four yeah but um but like once you open it there's usually a map in there and it updates your map to show like different areas yeah, and I
2: mean, they even explain it being 1234. It's like, oh, well, nobody likes passwords, so I just set all of them to 1234, and that's totally something like Delilah or whatever her name would do.
0: Yeah. Um, and it's even cool that, you know, talking about the lockboxes, it's kind of like there's things in there. And I think at this point in the game, I'm not really sure if, because you're given the option on some things if you want to carry them, and I'm just kind of like, well, what's the, what's the significance of me, like, uh, taking things with me, right? I'm like, is there? Because uh, I don't think there's an inventory that you can even access.
1: Yeah, the only thing you can look at are notes that you keep. Mm-hmm. Like I was doing that a lot because I didn't know if it was like there was going to be a pop quiz or something towards the end. Yeah, like yeah. um, you know, tell me about this person or, but um, but yeah, I, I kept most of the notes after reading them just because it was an option.
0: I think I just started doing them just because after a while I was like, well, I'll just start doing that because of that. And there's some other funny stuff that you can take. I think there was like a granola bar that's just kind of in one of those. And it's just like, well, I don't really know if taking this does anything, but it's kind of cool that you have the option. Um, I guess it makes you kind of, I mean, it's essentially all world building, but it it makes you think like, huh, is there any consequence for this at all? Or, you know, what's going on with this? It
1: kind of made me think, were they going to implement something in this game? And, and just didn't have enough time to or something?
2: I think it's the exact opposite where they look at how many games like this go the gamey approach. And it's like, well, how do I destroy like the artistic side of my narrative by making it into a game? And they're just like, how can we just make an actual story and have stuff that, you know, some things in life just don't have an inherent value. yeah, And you can still do it but you don't have to.
0: I think that would probably mess up some people where they're just like, well, why is it there? Like, why Why oh, I have to do
2: this? 100%. All gamers <laughs> just like, oh, everything I'm supposed to do is supposed to affect the ending or I'm supposed to be this, like, giant hero or I'm part of this greater thing. And this game plays against that notion at every single turn.
0: Yeah. Um. Okay. So I think that's... Pretty much, I think that's most of what we've kind of got to at the end of day one. Um, So, day two begins, and uh, there's a communication line that's being reported as being cut. So, your job basically is kind of to head out there and and check on it. Um, No, sorry, I lost track of that. So, once he heads out there, I believe that they, when he finds it, They think that it's the girls that had vandalized this once again. Um, Or maybe I may have my, my events wrong as far as that. Um, Actually, no, I think that's it. So once you head out there, you, uh, you find a trail of smoke. So now that's the next thing that he's going to head out and try and find on. So it goes to the trail of smoke. It's a campsite has the same beer that was at the lake. So uh, once again, we assume it's the two girls from earlier Uh, You see some clothing out there as well. Um, But you also notice that the tent is shredded. Um, So we're not really sure what's going on. Um, Was it an attack? Uh, You know, was there, were they attacked by an animal? Was it something? But, but anyway, you run across a camera before this, I believe. I can't remember where you pick it up at. Um, But I do remember like specifically Delilah tells you to take pictures while you're out there. Um, I just can't remember where you got it from. If it was in the tower before you went out or if you were walking around and found it. I don't know if either of you guys remember.
1: It had to have been day one because I don't remember picking it up. Yeah, maybe. Yeah,
2: yeah. I can't remember.
1: Um,
0: so, you take some pictures out there and I believe that's pretty much it for day two. It's not like a not like a whole lot that's going on in that day. Um, I can't remember if there's anything that pops up between, uh, Henry and Delilah as far as their relationship. But I think that's where from this point on, I, I feel like you can start feeling that they're starting to get a little bit closer, starting with day three. Um, cause I think that's when she starts asking Henry about how he looks and then you're given a few choices on how you want to respond. Um, which is weird because I just I didn't even look at the photo of uh Henry that was in there uh in his uh in that tower but I pretty much gave given like a pretty good description of him based off just off of what I thought he looked like and then I kind of found the picture and I was like oh okay well that's pretty cool that <laughs> you know cuz I guess t- beforehand you could have just picked up the picture had you seen it and just said exactly what it was or you could have just lied you know it's kind of one of those situations where it's like you could you can do whatever you want, and it's kind of cool that they give you that option. Um, and I don't really know if that ultimately changes uh, how Delilah responds
1: to you throughout the story. But No, man, because she's she doesn't fall in love with you for your appearance. It's <laughs> what's on the inside. But uh,
2: So, just out of curiosity, how did you guys play that knowing that you had this wife in the hospital, if I recall? Is she in the hospital or is she at home and you're just, like, taking care of her, quote-unquote, at this point?
0: I can't remember. So, I can't remember if she's at home or if she's being looked after by family members. Um, or if it's, like, she's in a hospital. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, she is suffering from dementia. So, um, I just can't remember where she was at as far as that. But, um, but yeah, I was treading pretty lightly on it because i was like i don't know how i feel about
1: trying it's to a like... very
2: interesting dynamic yeah <laughs> just like hey you have this person that you know technically you're married to the word that the fact that i even use technically you're married to upsets <laughs> me but like she vaguely remembers who you are at that point or doesn't if i recall like uh... your wife
0: oh that, that his wife remembers him
2: yeah, because I think she forgets his name occasionally and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, there's
0: some, in the prologue, there's like a section where, uh, specifically, she uh, she forgets who he is. Um, but I think she still knows who he is. Um, but I think it's just she forgot it, like a specific situation.
2: It's just a bad situation that's very ambiguous in a lot of regards.
0: Yeah. Um, but yeah, how did you, uh, I guess, do you remember how you answered it, Trevor?
1: Um... Like the question about his appearance.
0: Yeah, yeah. Or like if you were trying to like play it up at all, maybe hoping that something was going to come of this or...
1: Yeah, I think I ended up lying and telling Uh her something. Like I think one of the responses was like a celebrity. Yeah, it was like Burt Reynolds. I think that's what it was. I think I picked that one. Um. Yeah,
0: so that's all that happens on day three. It's just kind of like, a, and most of this stuff is kind of, I think it's relationship building between those two. Um, because,
1: it's, also, okay, go ahead. It's, it's also weird that they are getting closer and they've only known each other for three days.
0: Well, I guess given the situation as far as like, if I was, because looking at, I mean, based off like how the game is, right like there's literally nothing to do right you you only have i mean i think i would go crazy um not that other person on to. the end of the radio yeah that's all you got <laughs> yeah so it's kind of like you don't really have much of a choice but to kind of like develop uh some type of relationship with this person because like what else are you gonna do right i mean i mean you're just kind of out there in the woods by yourself
1: it's not the end of the world no that's
0: true <laughs> but uh and yeah i'm just thinking about because it's the the at the time this game takes place it's not like they have cell phones or anything it's not like you can just call your friend or whatever and be like oh okay i'll see what they're up to you know so you're just kind of out there in the wilderness with just another person on the on the other end of the line basically um so that's it for day three and uh day nine there's a two two women that are being reported as missing for about a week um And this is at the point where you're like, oh, were these the two girls that we saw out in the lake and out in the woods? Um, And Delilah has a little bit of apprehension as far as informing the authorities about uh, the girls, which kind of makes me think that something's going on at this point, right? Like, why is she worried about... I mean, if, if there's no harm, no foul, like, why is she so worried about, you know, telling the authorities, hey... There were two girls that were out here, just in case that happened to be them, you know. It's kind of weird.
2: It's a very subtle thing, showing that Delilah is not necessarily a great person, and you kind of get a little bit more of that as the game goes on, but just the subtle, like, hints is like, "I I don't really want to lose my job over this. We should just kind of let it play out, and, you know... As long as we don't snitch about the girls, we should be fine. Let's just lay low for right now.
1: Yeah, she definitely isn't the best decision maker. No, yeah, com- completely.
0: <laughs> and I don't I don't remember. I I apologize. I don't have my my order of events correct, but I don't there's one point in this game where he's talking to her and she tells him to hold on for a second and she starts talking to somebody else and i don't know if this is some like around that point or if it had already happened or if it's after this
1: yeah i remember that and you know it started making me think you know is she is she even at another tower like him like is she by herself or with somebody else
2: mm-hmm. i i don't think we're quite there yet i think that's when we kind of get that hint that there might be another party out for us at some point. Uh, okay, okay, yeah. But it it's around this point, it's getting close to that.
0: And uh that's pretty much it for day 9 and then you move into and it's kind of weird. Also it's kind of weird how this game kind of skips around a lot, right? It, it literally goes from you know, you start you finish your first couple of days and then it jumps from day 3 to day 9 and now we're at day 15 where uh, Henry wakes up in the middle of the night and, uh, answers the radio. He hears Julia, his wife on the radio. So it was just, I mean, I'm assuming this is just kind of a, a dream, like a, not really a dream. Cause I think, uh, Delilah mentions him, uh, calling her Julia at some point. So I guess he kind of wakes up in the middle of the night and thinks this is Julia. So he's kind of having a, a conversation with his wife. Um, just kind of weird. It threw me for, it was like, I was like, what is going on with this? Um, but it was kind of cool. And I think Julia even asked him, um, you know, how's he liking everything out there? Um, she even mentioned something about, uh, Delilah and like, Oh, she seems like a pretty nice girl. And he's just kind of like, yeah, whatever. And, uh, and that's really all that happens. I think that's the first, and it's the first time you really hear Julia. Um, and I think that's the last time that, you know, that ever happens. It was just kind of a cool sequence. I think just to kind of bring up and be like, Hey, you know it shows that he's still thinking about his wife even though he's been out here for a little bit and you know obviously still cares about her but uh but it was like i said it was kind of a nice sequence for them to kind of reference back to to that
2: yeah the whole day skipping thing was kind of jarring at first but i guess we'll get into it later but i think it plays directly into how they wanted to tell the story and about this a lot of things seeming like um they, they're they bigger than they actually are and making this timetable of stuff, so it's not like, oh, all these events happen within, like, a five-day period like most video games. It's like, no, each one of these is a very spaced-out thing, and due to the spaces in it, you can kind of see, like, how this person subtly thinks things that are bigger than him are actually happening when they aren't.
0: Yeah. And even things as far as, like, Adding to the realism of uh, you know, like the relationship between Henry and Delilah. I mean, obviously the conversations are gonna, you know, gradually get a little bit more um complex and a little bit deeper for the fact that stuff is
2: happening naturally behind the scenes.
0: Yeah. So it totally makes sense. Um and we move up to day thirty three, skips, you know, basically a whole two weeks. And uh you go out to these supply drops to go get some supplies and, uh, Delilah says, Hey, um, you know, make sure you just grab all that you want because, or all that you need or only what you need. Um, because everybody has to get stuff from this. And when you go out there, I was thinking to myself, I really wonder what happens if, uh, you know, I take everybody's stuff and not just like only get the stuff that I'm supposed to get. Um, just the, the video game nature of like, huh, is there going to be any consequence for this? Does it mess anything up? Does everybody just call you an asshole now because you did it? But yeah, it's just kind of a little cool sequence that you get. And I believe that's all that you do for day 33. And I just realized on my notes, I just skipped day 34. So I don't know if anybody oh, remembers what
1: happened. I actually looked it up and day 34 is like the consequence of what happens. If you take more than, Oh, your
0: stuff. okay. So did anybody do that?
1: No, yeah. I only took mine. Okay.
2: Yeah, I'm no, um, saying I only took the stuff. I was not a terrible
1: person. Sorry. Uh, day thirty-four. Um, if you take all the supplies, she kind of calls you and 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 cusses you out. Well, I don't know if she cusses you out, but she's she's pretty pissed at you, and she gives <laughs> you an call. That's
0: pretty cool. Yeah, I wasn't sure what was going to happen if you did that, but that's cool that that's like a sequence that you wouldn't even see unless you did that.
2: So, I guess this is a little bit of an aside to what we've been doing so far but how did you guys feel navigating i guess the environment of this world
0: uh it took me a little bit of time to get used to and and I, i appreciated it being that way though because i mean most of the game i had to look at my map for a little bit to get my bearings and then i was just walking around with the compass out but i feel like you naturally would be navigating the forest like that. So it it kind of, uh, you know, it it felt pretty natural, I guess, in that sense.
2: Yeah, to me, it felt like you actually had gameplay to do. And while the gameplay wasn't quote-unquote interesting in the traditional sense, Mm -hmm. having to actually navigate this space and recognize landmarks, I thought that was just a really neat thing. And just how naturally all of this, like, trail stuff, you know, interface together with one another which i guess that's how it actually works in real life for the most part if it's you know laid out
1: correctly yep yeah to me it it felt very realistically cumbersome It's like there were points where i would try to pull out my map and and walk at the same time and you couldn't because like i don't know where you um the controls the stick that you use in order to view the map, like to move around the map, you're also having to use that to walk. So, I don't know. It's like you can't do both at the same time. You know, you have to put your map away. You can do both at the same time. It's just kind of difficult. Um, I feel
0: like they intentionally did that so people wouldn't just walk around with the map open. Like, well, I'm just going to look at this point of me walking around and get my bearings that way. It was like, nah, we kind of want you to actually do this like you would. You'd be doing if you're navigating this in real life.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, like it's not a sim, but at the same time it you know, you don't go around walking through Walmart with a book or something, you know. Mm-hmm. You just can't focus and you're gonna run into stuff if you do that. Yeah. And that game and the game does a really good job of articulating that detail. Um, which can be frustrating if you're, you know, Yeah. It also <laughs> taking it from a game standpoint.
1: It also took me some time to get used to how slow you walk in the game yeah it, which is funny Bro, i
2: felt like i was booking
0: well, i was running i mean there, there's a run button or whatever because you really? just clicking yeah i think you clicked yeah. on the thumbstick you
2: and weren't then... running oh, everywhere because you freaking <laughs> book.
1: <laughs> oh my god you didn't know about that, I, that I, was the first thing i tried but it didn't work
0: i think well i know you can't run there's certain times where it won't allow you to run and you can't run um while you have uh, the map, but other than that, yeah, there's, you can
1: definitely run in no there. game. No wonder it felt like this game took me like five or six hours.
2: <laughs> Bro, this dude, he he can run, man. He might have been on like the track team. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, the whole time I was thinking like, man, you know, I've played some walking sims that are slow, but this one here is is very slow paced. I thought that was just a part wait, wait, of the wait. game.
2: Let me let me be the Marcus. Do you think that should have been part of the tutorial, Trevor? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Man, see, this game has a lot of I guess weird controls. Not necessarily weird, but like everything is mapped to the directional buttons. And so like I said before, you it's hard to do them while you're trying to move too. And, like, I don't think I figured out that you could raise your your compass by itself. Like, I was always raising the compass with the map. And then I would do something else in order to get rid of the map and still have my compass out.
0: Yeah, I think I kind of mirror some of those same things. Like, for sure, one of the things, I mean, out of the four or three and a half hours or whatever I played, I kept forgetting what brought up the map and what brought up the compass. Or I would do one, and then I would want to put the map down but keep the compass out, and I couldn't remember what sequence of button, if it was like I press up to bring up the map, and then down to... I forget what it was. It's either up to... uh, This is playing on PS4, but I think it's up to bring up the map and then down for compass. And then once you have the compass out, you can press up to bring up the map, but if you press down... I felt like it put both things down. So then I kept like forgetting like exactly what did what for some reason. I guess it was just, and this just could be me, but um, it was something weird about it that kept like messing me up every time.
2: I definitely know what you're talking about, and I remember running into that issue, and I don't know if it was like the order of operations, you had to hit the buttons or what, but there was something slightly off with the controls.
0: And it wasn't enough to, like, make me hate the game or it didn't bug me or anything, but it was just weird. I just kept... It was something that kept happening. I kept asking myself, why do I keep doing this? Like, it was just kind of odd that it was... It was even designed like that. Because I guess, you know, looking at the controller, I mean, they easily could have just put this on, like, a... You know, a button to, you know, make it a little bit easier or... But... I don't know, maybe it's just kind of they thought that was the easiest way of doing it. Or maybe this was like a purpose, you know, maybe there's a purpose behind it, possibly.
1: I am glad they didn't put an actual tutorial in this game. I think that would have broken the immersion. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Just to answer your question, Dante.
2: That's good to hear. That's good to hear. (laughs) (laughs) Because, yeah, I just, this game does so much to try not to be like a game. And I really appreciate that aspect of it. So, yeah, the tutorial, especially if it was up front, would have really gone a ways to kind of break you from that, I think.
0: Um, so then, uh, we move into day 64. And, uh, Henry's calling in a fire that he sees out. And, uh, he sees from his tower. And, uh, and so this is another situation where, um you kind of get to see a little bit into Henry and Delilah's relationship. Um, You get a chance to name the fire and uh, they give you a few different choices. I think you even get to say, do you want to name it Delilah? Um, I forgot. I wanted to say, I think that I, that's what I was going to say as, uh, or what I chose was to name it Delilah. But I think she says something about, no, we can't do that. Um, And I think ultimately I named it after my dog, I think. I think that's one of the choices. And then I forget what I even chose as my dog's name. But I remember it being the dog's name. Um, and uh, and then also you get a... I think Delilah makes a comment about... Hey, do you want to go down in there... And go down and watch the fire together? And... So this is a situation where somebody in my stream chat told me that... If you answer it a certain way... It almost comes off... or it It almost makes it seem like it's kind of like there's like some sexual intent behind what Delilah wanted to do. But, uh, I think the way I answered it was just kind of like, nah, I don't want to go down there.
1: Yeah. There Um, was definitely some, um, some gesturing, some, um, (laughs) some, some subtle hints. (laughs) Is that how you answered it? That was how she answered it.
0: Oh yeah. (laughs) Um, Um, but yeah, just kind of, so it's kind of, weird that they start doing this because then you're like oh okay well and this also makes me think well does this mean that henry is eventually gonna meet delilah in person and i I feel like that's what they're trying to build up to you're thinking like oh okay well this has got to happen at some point that he's gonna meet her they're gonna have this like conversation it's like you're gonna have this moment of oh is this gonna you know is he gonna try and do something with her even though he's got his wife at home
1: you know so I think I ended up naming the hurricane June which was funny because um it's currently the month of July in the game. Oh yeah. But that was um uh what happened? Oh when she asked me what they should name it, I think I did throw off the name Delilah and that was more it wasn't really like flirting, it was more to as a joke. Like yeah. oh yeah, we should call it Delilah. But, uh, then she was just like, oh no, how about my middle name? And her middle name is June. So they decided to call it June.
2: Yeah, I think I also went with June if I recall.
0: So, well yeah, it's just, uh, another kind of, like I said, world building thing that they add. Um, I think after this, this is when the, the game starts to get a little bit, uh, I guess they start getting to the climax point where it gets a little bit more heavy, um, how do you guys feel about uh Henry and Delilah's relationship up until this point?
1: I think it was still I, moving a little fast.
0: Uh well I guess it I guess it seems like it in the sense of how long you've been playing, but it's I I guess that kinda goes back to you know how they sequence the days, right? Or how they kind of skip ahead so much.
1: And I mean, like you said, he doesn't have any outside communication, so I don't know if he's, like, keeping tabs on the condition of his wife or, you know, even, like, trying to contact her at all.
0: That's crazy to even think that, you know, well, I guess we don't really have any information as far as, like, how much communication he has to the outside world. But, like, it's crazy to think that he may be out there and he can't even check on his wife to see how she's doing.
2: I thought it was confirmed that he doesn't have any whatsoever, Yeah, I recall. Because pretty much he can interface with Delilah, and she can interface with pretty much like her the rest of the camp or whatever. Mm-hmm. But aside from that little connection right there, he doesn't have much that he can do. Yeah, and I think for thirty or so days it seems fair because they haven't re- they haven't even met and they haven't they haven't really started talking talking or anything like that. So
0: yeah, yeah. So. Uh, we skip a little bit further ahead now, and we're at day 76. Um, you end up uh, getting a call to go out to the lake to go investigate something. I forget what it is. And uh, while you're out there, you find a clipboard that has notes written on it. Oh, you, that's um, when
1: you're going fishing. Yeah. And
0: uh, and while you're out there, you find that clipboard. And you're like, huh, this has uh, some of the stuff that we said while we're on the radio written on this. And you're like, okay, so somebody's been listening. Um, so I think you see something else around there that you have to investigate while you're out there too. And while you're doing that, you see a dropped radio on the ground. And you're like, okay. So you run to go pick it up and then you're attacked. Somebody hits you from behind basically. And you black out for a little bit and you wake up. Um, I do not know what was going on at this point. I'm just kind of like, I mean, there's little cues that somebody is around, I think, because one time earlier in the game, you're going up to your tower, and then you see somebody flashing a
1: light on you. Um, I couldn't remember what day it was. Yeah, that was at the very Um, beginning. I think it was right uh, after you run into those two girls. Yeah, it might be. eh. Um,
0: But yeah, so you're like, okay, I don't really know what's going on here. Why would somebody be attacking me? Is there like you know why does anybody want me dead right what am I doing I'm just out here watching fires but uh, but yeah I think it's a uh, it's a pretty cool sequence where you're just kind of like all right well something's going on now we're getting to the the meat of the game at this point
2: like it's a genuinely scary thing that happens yeah because you don't have any defense or anything like that and it's just well every day after this I need to be on my P's and Q's because I could get attacked by this dude again <laughs> Yep.
0: yeah And, uh, and on the clipboard, uh, I think it says Wapiti Station. I think this was on the clipboard. Um, so now you're trying to figure out, well, what is Wapiti Station? Like, what, where is this at? And I think Delilah remembers the name, um, says it's somewhere out there. Um, it's kind of like a science or it's not a science place, but I guess it's like a old government research area, I believe. So... You try to head out there, but it's a uh, it's locked out. There's a gate in front of it that you can't get around. So uh, that leads you to walk to I think a burned down camp area where there's an axe. You pick that up, and once you do that, there's a little bit of conversation with Delilah. I don't remember if she says anything significant at this point, um, but I think that ends day seventy six, and. Uh, once you start day 77, uh, which is, I thought this was another, uh, like kind of neat sequence where you start the day and then Delilah tells you to go look at something in your, uh, in your tower. I think it's, a it's a diagram or, uh, illustration of different trees. And she's like, Oh, Hey, can you, uh, I'm trying to remember how it goes, but something like, Hey, can you, uh, see that, uh, that tree that's in the middle of that, uh, diagram right there? Yeah, I need you to walk out to uh, where that's at and, you know, and then uh, just give me a call or you're out there. Because I I think, I mean, you're aware at this point somebody's listening in and Delilah's trying to not let the person know where you're heading just in case this is like some type of, you know, they're tracking you or this, you know, he may end up trying to assault you again. Um, So you end up finding uh, out that it's at Cottonwood Creek. And the reason she sends you out there is to get a new radio, so hopefully this one isn't, you know, the person at this point isn't listening in.
1: Um, and I was so confused. <laughs> like, that's that's not how walkie-talkie radios work. <laughs> well, I guess... Like, even if you get a new one, they can just tune in to whatever frequency you're using. Yeah. I guess. But she just... I guess it's
2: just a process of finding that frequency and finding, like the time of day that you're on it. Yeah. But but yeah, I, I do think there is a suspension of disbelief that goes on with that. Yeah. I will say, I think it was interesting because at this point I was still trying to figure out if Delilah was truly on my side or was she working with this other dude? Cause I think she kind of gets a little sketchy in this area as well in some certain ways. Um, I can't remember in specific what she said, but I was always very wary about her after that attack.
0: I think you just kind of, you're, you're meant to feel like that just based on the way that you guys' relationship are It is at this point, right? You just, it's somebody you just haven't seen. You don't really, you have limited interaction with them and it's basically a talking head at this point, right? And it's just somebody telling you to do things and you don't really know what their true intentions are because you're just, you're only going off what you're given at that point. So you were
2: literally a loner for this the pretty much the entirety of this game. Yeah. And you just kind of have to infer without any like actual facial inference or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. Everything is I don't want to say connotation or whatever or denotation because people's voices do have inflection. Yeah. But you don't have a face to look at and be like, okay, this is a person I can trust.
0: Um Oh yeah, I lost my, uh, lost my point. Here we go. So once you, uh, once you end up getting the new radio, you, uh, you go to a PD station and you come to find out that it's a, uh, like a research site basically with some comm equipment. Uh, you see some data in a, you know, in this little tent area and, uh, you assume, uh, this is where the person who's been listening to you the entire time has been, um, and Dalla, Delilah suggests that you burn the site down. Um, you get a few responses here. I don't think they change. I think you, that she doesn't, you know, obviously you don't burn it down, but you give it, get a few ways to answer it. But ultimately, you know, you don't burn the site down. Um, But this is also, I think, you end up getting
1: another tracking device while you're out here, I think, right? Yeah, the, um, the upgraded compass. I think it's like yep. a wave um uh, what was it called? Uh, I can't remember what the device is called. It's not a black box, right? Or I'm
0: thinking of something else. Maybe. No,
1: you find like a, a black box or a, a thing in there. But this is um, something that can detect um, like radio waves or or something like that.
0: So, yeah, basically, it's, for the most part, you just, it's a upgraded compass. So kind of helps as far as navigating and uh you know tracking down a few other things that you'll need um from here on out um trying to remember there's something else that happens here uh oh i think delilah tells you to go back to the tower because she's like hey are you in your tower and you're like no well there's somebody in there and like oh so this kind of makes you think, are we about to have like a standoff with somebody? Am I going to run up and this dude's going to attack me again? And, uh, you make it back to the tower and nobody's there, but there's a, uh, a tape that's on there, uh, with a tape player and you play it. And it's basically, uh, it, it's a conversation that Delilah and, uh, Henry had about, Oh, we should burn down this, uh, we should burn down that center. And you're like, Okay, so now they have both of us incriminated as far as doing this if if it does happen um so I'm like, okay, well, does this mean that this is gonna happen, or does this mean you know like what does this mean at this point, right like is this guy gonna come back and use this on them,
1: or you know it's kind of crazy, yeah, this part really had me has there been out. any
2: update on the two girls at this point?
0: Um, no, so that happens a a little, I think, towards the end. But yeah, no, at that point, we're still, we still, you know, don't know where the girls are at or anything. Okay. So then that makes, I think also that adds to her, uh, you know, like, she's definitely shook at this point because she's like, oh not only do my we job have that. <laughs> yeah not only do we have two missing girls that could potentially be dead on this you know in this forest but now they have this recording of me threatening or saying that we should burn down part of the forest so
1: someone who's not job a it is to watch out for fires <laughs> yeah
0: so i was like that's not a good look fam so but yeah it's uh it's a little crazy and I'm, you know, at this point, I definitely still don't know where the game is going. Like, I don't know, you know, I still think, and I'm still thinking that, all right, at the end of this, they're all going to, you know, he's going to meet Delilah and whatever's going to happen is going to happen. But it's still, you know, still not really sure exactly where it's going. Um, what else? I think there is something else that you get. I don't know if you've gotten the key at this point. I think maybe you do get the key. All right, you get the key to go down to the cave? Or am I, I'm trying, I'm looking at my notes and I'm like, I think I might be
1: missing that. That might be the very last, no, the day before the last day. Key, um,
2: key feels like it's later, but I could be wrong. Because don't you have to go to that camp first that, where the station is, like the radio
1: station before you...
0: I well, thought that you found the key. It. Oh, it's, yeah, it's once you, get the, uh, once you get that tracking device or whatever, the, the upgraded compass, it points you to somewhere there's a backpack or something, and um, I feel like there's a key there, and maybe that's what it is.
2: Because I, I think I know what you're talking about, and I think you unlock a shortcut in that one cave. I think you unlock the shortcut earlier than like the event that happens there.
0: Maybe. Um But either way, at, at this point, um on day seventy eight, uh it's finally time to head down to the cave that you had uh that you had seen earlier. Um that's locked away. Um so once you head down to the cave and unlock that uh the gate that was previously locked, as soon as you enter, somebody locks it behind you. You're like, okay. Lost battle. Yeah. <laughs> Like, alright, something's about to go down. So, this is just like another exploration sequence, just kind of walking around. Um, But what was kind of weird was, when you are going through the cave, uh, there's a section where you kind of look down this cliff, and you see there's a shoe. I'm like, huh. Alright. Well, it's weird that that's there. Not really much I can do from here, so I'm just going to keep walking through the cave. And uh, once you walk through... And come out on the other end of it. Uh, kind of find this. Uh, I don't really want to call it a camp. But I guess it's kind of like. A, well I guess we'll call it a camp. For whatever it is. But um, And I, I guess the thing that we I did miss. During the this part of it. I think. Does Delilah mention Ned and Brian. At, at any point before this. Or is it. This is the first time we're. We're talking about those two.
1: I think she's brought them up before. It Are might Ned be and Brian
2: like the people that get the other provisions.
0: Uh well Ned was
1: another person who was out
0: there um, another ranger essentially. And Brian is his
1: son. Yeah, cuz as you're finding the notes, you can report them back to Delilah and she'll <laughs> vaguely answer your questions.
0: Okay. So So at this point I guess, assuming that, you know, you've done a little bit of that and cause I, a lot of that stuff is optional. So you can, and even the, the conversations that you have with the I forgot to even mention that, um, sometimes you don't even have to say anything, you know, you you're given a, a chance to answer, but sometimes, you, you know, you could literally just not say anything. I, I do remember there was a situation that came up and she had said something kind of weird to me about my wife. And then I just didn't respond back.
2: And this game like, does a really good job of offering that dot 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 and actually like making it a viable choice in a lot of situations. Yeah.
0: Um, but but anywho, so now this is where you uh you end up having this uh, conversation about Ned and Brian. Um, so you go out to this little camp area, and this is where Brian has kind of been like stashing out at. Sometimes I guess. Um, you see a lot of uh, and it goes back to the kind of the the world building, like contextual stuff that they have. So y- I guess you end up finding that Brian is like a, a really bright kid. He, he's out there. He has um, illustrations of this uh, science project that he wants to try out. He's got drawings everywhere. He has a notebook that has like all these sketches on it, stuff like that. Um, it seems like he's, you know, like a, you know, really well-rounded kid. And, um, another thing that's kind of weird, um, uh, there's these posts for, cl- that they use for climbing, I guess, or, uh, I forget what you call them.
1: The pitons. Uh,
0: yeah. I mean, this might be the right term for it. And, uh, he, you found them out there along with a note that says, Hey, he was going to send these back. Uh, he was going to send these back home because I guess he doesn't like climbing and his dad's been pushing him to climb a bunch. And he was the, the goal was he didn't want to just throw them away because that's his dad's stuff. And he was like, that's not right to do it. So I'm, I'm going to try and just send these back home. So he'll still have them. But now we won't, he won't be able to make me climb. Um, because these are gone. Um, uh, but he never got around to doing that apparently. So I thought that was kind of cool. And I didn't find out that part until I actually went back to, cause I was, again i was streaming this and i think part of it i was just kind of bsing with chat so there was a lot of things that i missed um so i had to kind of go back and look at it i was like oh so then now this kind of makes sense and kind of you know the the following events it kind of makes you think about the following events that happen in a different way when you think about it like that
2: and there's just a lot of subtle stuff like that and i didn't catch that through my playthrough and that's uh-huh. a really interesting detail because when you brought it up, I'm like, wait, what that's yeah. what all those drawings were about and all the little whiteboards you find out there and all the. Yeah.
0: yeah. And yeah, and wow. even, even when he find there's a, a part earlier in the game, um, uh, where you find a book bag when you're, um uh, just kind of out in the wild. And I think it has, uh, I want to say it has Brian Goodwin's name on it. And then she, she kind of like Delilah doesn't really, she's like, huh, what was the name again? And he's like, Brian Goodwin. He's like, uh, it's like, oh, okay. Um yeah, that name sounds familiar. But, you know, I I hadn't heard it in a while. And she just kind of like doesn't really give you a whole lot of information on it. Um but yeah. Um so you find all that, and then you get these um these posts that you can use to kind of uh and basically in a game sense it's used to help you progress further um in different in areas that you weren't able to access before. Um, so anyways, this lets you go a little bit further back in the cave. So once you get back into that cave, um, you kind of navigate down to where you saw the shoe and then you end up finding that there's a dead body and we don't really know who this is at that point. Um, but I think Delilah is starting to think that this might be, uh, Brian. I mean, I don't really think we know for sure. Or maybe there is, like, a little bit of a cue that makes you think that. I forget what it was. Um,
2: Well, don't you kind of still think that it might be that attacker person? Like, you don't have the full context for Brian's death. You just know he's at the bottom of this cave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you're like, oh my god, I'm out here with a killer.
0: Yep. That might be what it is, I think. And
2: I think this game just does a really... I've said this, like, seven times, but of... Making this what we will find out to be, I don't want to say mundane death, but like it makes you think that something is bigger than it's supposed to be, and all of these past events are linked to it. And you're trying to like piece together everything from day one and trying to pretty much do this like Illuminati chart of okay, so these two girls went missing, and now this boy is missing. So now, when I'm gonna, when am I, where am I going to find their bodies next? And yeah. Is this guy going to come after me? Do I need to be careful? This game has a lot of horror elements to it that I really appreciate. Yeah. And just the fact that they, you know, keep going back at it without ever, like, crossing a certain line as far as, like, oh, well, this is a very bloody death, but it's still a death, so I need to be on my P's and Q's no matter where I go, especially in this cave area. <laughs> I think that's a really good job that they did on that aspect of the game.
0: And and I don't know if you were here when I was talking to uh, Trevor about it, but I was saying that um, when I first started this game, um, I had no context about what it was going to be at all. And all I had seen about it was the E3. I think it was, um, it was either an E3 or one of the PSX or something, but it, it had like a big stage reveal. And just looking at it then, I assumed it was going to be a horror game. Right. I, I didn't know anything else about it, but it just looked like it from that trailer. And uh and that's what I was expecting coming into, it. like, oh this is gonna be like some type of weird horror supernatural game. And and just even in passing I've had like friends say, Man, that was like a really good game. He's like you should check it out and still, having no context of it, I'm just thinking that's exactly what it was and it couldn't be further from like what it really is, you know.
2: Well they just plant all of these seeds in you, there's like you're um Place getting vandalized the potential threat of this bear that um always gets mentioned I'm like when am I gonna have the run in with the bear cause yeah. I know I don't have anything to fight it <laughs> this is gonna be a very bad day then there's a whole radio thing and being knocked out they just they make all of these little subtle hints that something bad is gonna happen but never quite fully followed through on it yeah. and in some ways that makes it more scary <laughs> <laughs>
0: But yeah, so, um, man, I really wish I'm I'm trying to, I'm actually, I probably need to look this up just to make sure, but I do think there's something that triggers them to finally figure out that, oh, that was, uh, that was Brian. And, uh, and at that point, um, Delilah starts blaming his death on, on her because, you know, she's saying, "Oh, I could have told somebody that he was out here this entire time. He wasn't even supposed to be here, and it's all my fault." And you're basically trying to console her to be like, "Hey, this isn't on you. You didn't do this. You know, the, you know, there's nothing that you could have done about this." Um, but yeah, it's it's kind of a uh, a very weird situation because I'm trying to think because.
2: There's no way you can get out of this without losing your job. Yeah. think <laughs> <laughs> like <done> you messed up.
0: <laughs> and it's like, she'd already made so many new ups before that anyway, as far as, like, we're still assuming that the two girls are still missing and they're possibly dead, and she still hasn't made, you know...
2: Probably dead, because it's been a long time. <laughs> yeah.
0: And, uh, yeah, and you're just like... I don't want to say she's incompetent, because that's not what it is, I guess, but... I don't, I don't know.
2: It's like when good people get a little bit too deep into the water and they just don't know how to paddle anymore.
0: Yeah. Like she just really wasn't sure what to do. And and I, and I could tell with the, the whole Ned and Brian situation, I mean, obviously she has good intentions because I believe she was saying that, or what she was alluding to was, uh, Ned bringing uh, Brian out there was because he had some trouble back home or something like that. And then she made mention of, you know, it's probably better than whatever, you know, you know, whatever he had going on back home for the reason why, you know, his dad brought him out there instead of leaving him back home. Um, But then again, I don't really know because we don't know. I mean, obviously she's talked to Ned, but we don't know, you know, what she knows about Ned's, you know, past or what he what type of person he really is or anything like that or you know it's kind of hard to tell without really knowing what they spoke about um so anyway uh it moves into day 79 where uh a fire has started at that uh at that campsite and uh it's grown out of control and everyone is ordered to evacuate a weird thing about this day that i noticed uh early, at least if I remember right, um, he wakes up and his wedding ring's off. And I thought that was kinda weird because he has it on the entire game and even when he's woken up every other day, his wedding ring's been on. But on this day, when he's waking up and he's gotta clean out his uh his tower, his wedding ring's off. And I'm like, Huh. Huh.
1: Wait, so at any point in the game did y'all put the wedding ring on?
0: It had always been on, in my, like, to my knowledge, i never, never... Maybe...
1: I don't remember explicitly putting it on, I just thought in it was... In my game, it was always on the desk. Wow. It, like, hmm. I think it would huh.
0: If I did put it on, it had to have been at the very beginning, and it just stayed on, but then, like I said, on that last day, it wasn't
1: on. And I was like, that's kind of weird. Yeah, because every day when when we were in... um. If, if it was like on a day where you get to leave the, leave the station and explore, first thing I would do is grab my hat, put it on. And then I would look over at the, um, at the desk and see the wedding ring there, but I wouldn't put it on. And then I, but yeah, he, I don't ever remember like picking it up and putting it on.
0: I'd have to, man, I'm going to have to like skip through my archive real quick. (laughs) cuz like i remember it just always being on like and then I, that's why i thought it was so weird on the last day that it wasn't but hold on i'm i'm going to kind of skip through this for a second just to see cuz i swear that's how, how it was for me um let me see but anyway while I was going on um I don't remember what else happens on day 79 cuz this is basically a day where everybody's packing up their stuff and it's like hey, it's time to dip. Wait, what was that? Oh no, I was saying um uh, on day 79 this is like the final day of you guys working out there because everybody has to evacuate because of the how bad the fires oh, gotten. Yeah.
2: yeah, this is literally the climax of the game. Like hey, I'm leaving. We need to figure this out and we also need to get out of here.
0: Yeah. So you end up uh, taking your tracking device and uh, following a trail with that. And it leads you to a, uh, not necessarily a campsite, but leads you to a uh, another tape. And the tape is Ned basically explaining everything. Um, so and this is kind of where it kind of like demystifies a lot of the things that you might have been thinking or like whatever notions you had. Um, so come to find out conspiracy theory, just all getting
2: unfolded right in front of you.
0: Uh, Oh yeah. Hold on. I just heard my son. Uh, give me like one second. I'll be right back. I don't know if you guys want to kind of continue this conversation
2: spearhead for a little bit. Okay. So, um, one of the things that I thought was really interesting about this game was the graphics. Did you like the graphic style? Oh yeah,
1: Definitely. Like, it has a very, um, I don't want to say low poly, because low poly kind of implies that it's it's just very simplistic, but it has a...
2: It is simplistic, but at the same time, it's super detailed in some regards. And, like, even... Like, it almost has a claymation Pixar-esque type of feel, at least for, like, when you look down at your hands, mm -hmm. they're, like, I don't know, squares, practically, but they're really good looking squares.
1: <laughs> I mean, um, like the, the part that I like most is like if you ever look out at the um like the environment from a distance, mm-hmm. it looks really good. The way things are silhouetted, um, the color palettes that are used on different days and or different times of the day, and especially like in this final like the climax when you're when you're getting ready to leave and and just the orange yeah. tinge
2: that kind of Overlays everything, and I think the game does a really good job with shadows, that was something like, I know I played on PC, so I don't know if it's the same on consoles or whatever, but all of the trees have like really nice shadows, and they all play into the environment, and makes you feel like you're in this actual space, despite it having a kind of, it's almost Overwatch-esque, or like Blizzard-esque in its cartooniness, mm-hmm. But in a way that I really appreciate.
1: I mean, like you said, like the, the Pixar thing, it reminded me of uh what's the character's name in Up? Oh, I forgot his name. Uh, oh, man. Old Man's. Yeah. Old dude. Yeah. I don't know. That's what I'd... it kind of reminded me of.
2: Yeah, it I mean, it's exactly that style though, with the like the very non roundish type of style that it has going for it. But I thought that was really good. I like the um The audio design was, it was very subtle, but then when the music, like, started to kick in at, like, significant points, Mm -hmm. like, it really made a difference in the scene.
1: Yeah, and I meant to actually look at the soundtrack to find some of those songs, because there's one particular song that starts playing. There's
2: some really good tracks on the soundtrack. Uh (laughs) There's some really good um, tracks on the soundtrack, like, I was trying to find some for the intro and outro for the podcast and everything, and it's like, oh man, this is something I need to... Pick up eventually.
0: Okay. Um. All right. I'm back. Did Did you guys already talk about uh Ned? Like, I we, guess we his... just did a
2: quick aside about graphics and audio.
0: Oh. Okay. 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 What do you um, think
2: about the graphics and audio?
0: I think the art style is really cool. Like, I I, I definitely uh definitely appreciate the uh, cause it's not like a it kind of kind of comes off as like a Team Fortress type art style, I guess a little bit, right? Like, but like a more bright version of that.
2: Exactly. That's <laughs> like we were saying Overwatch and Blizzard, but I think Team Fortress might be the closest comparison.
0: But uh but yeah, definitely has like really well done art. Um uh, and the music's good as well. It it's like there's not a lot of it, but it comes at really good times. Um
2: What was the song playing in on the boombox? Do you remember?
0: I can't remember. I'd have to go look it up.
2: It was something like very that Eras like, can't remember if it was like girls just want to have fun or something dumb.
0: Um, but yeah, definitely has really well done art and uh, and the music's really good as well. Um, okay, so I guess you guys want to move into the the revelation? I guess at this point.
1: Yeah, please explain it to me because I'm I'm still trying to piece it together. So.
0: I think Ned just comes clean about everything. So he says, um, uh, Brian's death was an accident. He was just teaching him how to, uh, he was just trying to show him how to climb. And, uh, it was just, he fell off and, you know, he just made a mistake and fell off. Um, which again, it's hard for me to really think, I guess, I don't know. It's, it's I don't want to say that Ned did like kill him because you don't really know enough about, Net at this point, um, it's kind of hard to say whether it was an accident or not.
2: From what I inferred, it it seemed like it was a genuine mistake. Like, I forgot what exactly happened, but it was just negligence and he happened to die. It wasn't like he wanted that dude to die or whatever.
0: I think even Delilah thinks, oh, I think even she mentions maybe and this may be just to kind of mess with the player, play off like your, you know, your emotions or whatever. She's like, uh, I guess that's the first thing that she thinks is that he killed him. Um, which kind of makes it seem like, huh? Does she know if Ned's kind of like a shitty person and just,
1: you know. Like, con- is- contextually, they made it seem like it was a genuine accident. But then yeah. at the same time, like, he was the one responsible and all the clues point to him as the you know, is was the, the culprit. And then at the same time, Delilah, because like from what I, from what I gathered, Ned was the, the watchman before Henry got there. Right. I believe and so. Brian, yeah. his son was living there. Um, or was there with yeah. him and a Deli- which is,
0: I think against Brian, the rules. Delilah was yeah. supposed
1: to report it and she didn't yeah. like, she knew he was out there, but didn't say anything. And and then once, you know, that was another bad judgment call on her part, because once he died, you know, she was more concerned about losing her job than than, I guess, doing her job. Yeah. And ended up not reporting it or not saying that he was out there, which is another reason why she probably didn't want them investigating the two missing girls, um, because then they would have ended up finding um, the body. Or I guess she didn't know the body was down there, but figured they would have found the body somewhere.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And, uh, but then that makes me question, did she, I mean, well, I, I guess the, the reaction she has, obviously it's gotta be that she didn't know about it, but it, I mean, she definitely has her reasons for not wanting police to get out there in the first place and like kind of snoop around clearly.
2: If you think about it, her and Ned are kind of in a similar situation with the whole, like... She's put into the same situation that Ned is, where he's pretty much out there because he can't go back to society and explain, like, hey, my son died. And now she's kind of in the same situation where it's like, all this terrible stuff is happening, and I have no actual control over any of it. Yeah. So let me try to hide as much as possible.
0: And and he... And now that I'm thinking about it, I guess it. it's kind of, I don't know if this is, like, me looking too deep into it, but it kind of plays off the whole metaphor of, like, uh, uh, it being fires, right? You know, things just kind of spread out, and you just don't have any control sometimes So, like, stop how things go. It's kind of funny how it plays into, like, the theme of the game.
2: Yeah, that does seem like a really good metaphor, just like, hey, here's these small fires that we're, you know, able to put out, that's our job but then what happens when the fire is too big for, you know, the fireman?
0: Yeah. So, um, and I think he even, and he admits that, or I can't remember if he admits it or if you just find out, um, some other way, but basically the, the two girls were found. So that's one thing you find. I think Delilah tells you that, that they ended up finding the two girls. They're safe. And, uh, and Ned was just chilling on that, uh, in with PD station. Um, he did basically just took the equipment there, and he was just listening out to make sure that nobody was uh radioing that, you know, calling in the dead body, basically, um, and just trying to make sure nobody was you know snitching on him. Basically, um, I can't remember if he specifies what he's going to do now after he left. That um, does anybody remember?
2: To be honest, there's not much he can do. I feel like. Does he kind of accept that the fire is going to get him at this point?
0: Maybe. I don't know if he tries to dip out or if it's if, if he's said he's going to leave or he's just kind of like, well, I'm just going to chill here and just deal with it and what happens is what happens.
2: But, yeah, I, th- I think they just kind of let that thread go for what it's worth.
0: Um, And so the final thing that you do at this point, you, I mean, essentially you've kind of... And for the most part, you've wrapped up every, you know, most of the loose ends, right? Other than like, we don't, we're not really too sure what Ned's going to do. Um, but obviously he's not going back with you. So, you know, it's kind of like, basically everything's wrapped up. And now you're taking your last walk to the, uh, to the helicopter, um, which I believe, uh, Delilah had already left. Um, uh, but she's still communicating to you as you're kind of walking to the, uh, walk to the
1: helicopter. That was another weird conversation. Oh, like, what? Between? Uh, between Henry and Delilah. Like, when she first let, when she tells him that the helicopter has arrived and you have the option to, you know, ask her to wait for you and not to leave yet. But I imagine with either response, you know, she tells you she can't wait and she's going to leave. I don't know, it just felt like it was the developer's way of not letting you meet her when it obviously f- could have happened there.
0: Yeah, I, it for sure. It had to be intentional because like I said, I feel like that's what the game leads up to and you think it's going to happen. Um, but they, maybe they f- felt, felt like that might've been too much because it, it breaks your whatever, like thing in your mind of how you have that, or you know, that you have that, she might look like this or she's like this type of person. Maybe they thought it was just like, eh, we don't really want to go through that.
2: Well, I think it was also trying to take away like the notion of choice in that thing where like in a lot of games it's like, oh, well I want to be with the girl. And then she kind of goes off and she's like, well, I'm not really feeling this dude anymore. Yeah. So she just kind of does her own thing. Cause she kind of, at that point in the game, she pretty much acts very distant from you.
1: And there's another. I don't know if it was like a a part of the the um, like the context that you can skip over or not. But there's mm-hmm. one instance where it actually says that Delilah was still with her boyfriend.
0: I can't remember. I don't. I'm so, trying to remember if I ever heard her mention a, her boyfriend at that point. Maybe she did. I just don't remember.
2: I think there is something that gets mentioned earlier about a boyfriend, and she's like, uh, well, doesn't she say that she found out he was cheating on... Like, there's something very specific with her previous relationship. Where that I think might be like... what
0: it is, right? I think, yeah, you might be right.
2: Because I remember she was being like, the previous dude I was with was a jerk or whatever, and then you find out it's like, oh, well, technically... I can't remember if she lied about it or... If she's just like, oh, we're still together, regardless. But it kind of seems like she was going through a thing where she wanted to have, like, maybe a little bit of a fling or she was just lonely out there. But now that she's gotten evacuated and actually has options again, that she's more open to actual relationships. To the dismay of the character or the person behind the keyboard or controller.
0: Yeah. Um... And I think one of the last choices that you have as far as talking to Delilah is um, I think she talks to you about, well, what are you going to do? And, and I think you get some choices on whether you want to go back home to Julia um, and check on her or there's basically a conversation that kind of comes off is like, hey, well, do it, it gives the player what appears to be a choice of like, well, do I want to actually try and pursue a relationship with Delilah and be like, hey, let's uh, meet up when we get out of here. You know, and I think that I just wanted to try and see if what happened. So I think I chose that option and she's like, uh, well, actually, no, that's not going to work. And uh, like, no, the thing you need to do is go go back home and check on Julia, you know, do like, basically, she's telling you do the right thing, you know. So I, that goes back to what you're saying, Dante, about, you know, she's kind of being uh, a little bit more distant now. Right. She doesn't really want to, you know. Seems like she doesn't want to have any type of thing to do with you at this point. Right. Um I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I think after that I think that's the last choice that you get. And then you get on the uh helicopter and then that kinda ends the game. Unless I'm missing anything.
2: I think that's
1: just about They did it. um actually mention um the I guess what happened to those two girls, they ended up finding them. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. So that goes back into this whole game kind of... It spirals a lot of ideas in your mind as a player, but then it actually, like... It's like, oh, all of these strange events happened, but no, they're all, you know, isolated events, and it's not part of this greater, you know, scheme or conspiracy theory or whatever you want to call it. It just kind of happens naturally, and we allow our brains to link stuff that doesn't necessarily need to be linked.
0: Yeah. Basically playing off of uh, expectations, I guess, right?
2: Exactly, and just having, you know, the girls go missing, the attack, all that stuff, and you can draw a byline between all of those that you can make a line that makes sense, (laughs) but that doesn't mean it's a correct line.
0: So, uh... So I guess with that ending everything, how does uh how does everybody feel about the the climax and the conclusion
1: to everything? I'll let Trevor go first. I thought it tied everything together really well. Um I think as far as the mechanics of the game like being able to interact with things like with the, especially with the notes, I don't think it went far enough. Um, I guess how so? Like I was expecting, I don't know. Maybe I was expecting more than just the notes to be contextual because at no point could you actually use the notes to, to further the story at all. I don't know. Not, uh, not yeah. to say I was expecting like piece to piece together a puzzle yeah. type thing or not to say I was expecting he- to be able to present them like evidence and. In um, Ace Attorney or anything, but just to I don't know, be able to use them to figure other things out.
0: I I get it, like more of a like there was like more of a use for this. Like there's, and it's not like have, I think it goes back to what Dante was saying of just kind of like it's a a gamification of things. It's just kind of like you expect that you have the expectation of I'm picking these things up. There's got to be a reason why I'm doing this or there's got to be something that this is going to pay out or not necessarily payoff, Right. But there's going to there's be a, there's going to come a time where I'm going to need to use these for something.
1: Like I really wish like- there were not necessarily other characters that you could interact with, but other characters that you could learn about through this, these contextual notes and, and other things that you, that you come across because the game, because it's a linear game it sort of fills you in on what you need to know about, uh, Ned and Brian. Yeah. Um, and so like all the other stuff is optional, but if there were actually like notes that were about like side characters, maybe, um, there was another, um, fire watch, um, person who came in like between Ned and, um, and Henry, Maybe there were notes about him or something like that that kind of added on to to what Ned was doing out there. I don't know, just something that went a little bit further because it seemed, you know, like I said, because the game is linear and it it tells you everything you need to know, it seems like the notes weren't necessary at all and didn't add that much.
0: Uh, I I think you're going to say something, Dante?
2: I I was going to say, like, I do think the notes were very good touch like i can i can see what you're getting at whereas like i feel like most games like especially adventure games it's almost like how do i describe this it's almost like somebody like doused your i don't know like pasta and sauce and there's just a ton of ton of sauce on your pasta this game takes a very subtle approach and it's like maybe let me just put a little bit on top and just Kind of let every, like, let the noodles do the talking. Yeah. <laughs> That's a, it's a weird analogy, but most games try to go so deep into their own lore or so much into, like, oh, well, here's what happened to everybody in the background, and this is what this person is doing, and this is what this person is doing. Whereas this game is just, hey, let me give you a couple contextual things about this person. You might not know everything about them, but you might you might find something that you latch onto and it might paint how you perceive this person.
0: Which so I think, I is think like
2: it a, does it differently than most games in that regard.
0: Which I think is like a, a more powerful and like meaningful way of doing it because it's, it's there if you want to take it and run with it. But if you don't, it also isn't necessarily detracting from whatever, I mean, or normally it shouldn't, or I would assume it's not, but it's not detracting from whatever enjoyment you're getting out the game anyway.
2: And I think it does a good job of leaving the characters pretty open-ended where, like, we kind of know who Delilah is. We kind of know who Ned is. We kind of know who Henry is. But we don't have... we None of us have the exact same picture of it. Whereas, like, Max and Chloe, we have a very good, like, hey, this is their literal life story, and this is how this person acts in every situation. Yeah. Where, like, if they did that with this game, then that whole twist with Delilah at the end wouldn't have worked because we've been like... Oh well, look, Delilah typically functions as X, but then when they threw that curveball at the end, it was genuinely surprising, just because we didn't have that context from before.
0: Right. I definitely can agree with you there. Um, I don't know. I think I, I feel like the game. I, I did appreciate. It. I felt like they closed everything up. I mean, there's obviously a a couple other things that make, you know, might have been able to be fleshed out. But other than that, I was uh, pretty satisfied with how it ended. Um, you know, I felt like the I don't know. I, I still, I guess, I do have some issues as far as how Delilah handled everything. You know, all the events before. You know, the kind of the climax. But um, I I wasn't upset. All right, at the end of it, I guess of being like, man, this is kind of crazy. Why would you do that? But um, but for sure, yeah, I think I did appreciate how they kind of wrapped everything up for the most part.
2: Yeah. And I guess like I had played gone home. I had played what remains of Eden Finch. I think I've played a couple other walking simulators and those didn't really like what remains of Eden Finch is pretty good. And I enjoyed my time with gone home, but this was the first one that actually like connected with me, if that makes any sense. Like, there was just something to all of the characters and how they were written. I thought all of the dialogue in this game was really good and how it felt more natural than most video games. Most video games hit you over the top with, like, exposition and, like, oh, this is who I am as a person. Whereas this just kind of focused on this is who I am as, like, I don't know. It was just very subtle how him and Delilah talked to one another. And yeah. you just kinda of had to infer everything in between in
1: a, then.
0: It came off like
1: really natural. The thing that this game adds to, like I've played most of those Walking Sims, like Greg and I were talking about, about that before you came on, Dante. And um mm-hmm. and like in all of those Walking Sims, um well, Firewatch adds the um the aspect of time in the game. Like time is actually passing and and I think that's something that helps it stand out among others because certain things develop over time in this game.
2: Yeah, and it's kind of up to the player to piece together what exactly happened during that time. Like, there's a pretty significant gap between, like, when the first fire happens and the next day isn't there, I'd like to say.
1: Um, You're talking about, like, the when you see, like, the, the trail of smoke?
2: Like... The one that we call June, the big fire um, or whatever.
1: I think that happened within I think like. It's like a week or something? I want to say that happens within like the last three days of the game. Or actually, no, because like, you name it during one of those vignettes.
0: Yeah, it's like. I think that's day 64 where you name it, so it's like earlier before. That's right before everything pops off, basically.
2: Yeah, and then I think they skip a couple days, like. It says in the walkthrough I'm looking at, 64 goes to 77. Yeah. So just the fact that this kind of monumental event happened, and then you kind of have to piece together, oh, this is what they've been doing for the past, like, two weeks pretty much, and how they've handled it. I thought that was fascinating. Because most games would skip to, like, the following day and just like, oh, well, we're in full crisis mode. And instead of doing that full crisis thing, they're just like, oh, well, it's been two weeks, and this is how our lives are now and this is how our relationship has changed since then
0: yeah um alright so I think that I guess that kind of wraps everything up does anybody have any other thoughts that they had about the game or anything that you wish I guess I kind of we kind of went over that a little bit already right with the conclusion
2: yeah I'm, I'm pretty content with
0: yeah I'm glad I finally finished this game yeah it's, it's, I think this is kind of another one of those games. If it hadn't have been for the podcast, I probably would have. I would have never gotten to it, uh, just because I didn't. Again, like just basing it off of all like my first impression of like the trailer, like nothing really struck out at me about it. Like, and I did want to play it, but I just didn't have any sense of urgency of when to get around to it. So, um, you know, who
1: knows? Like when I
2: booted I, it up, I I begrudgingly booted it up because everything I had seen about the game seemed like the type of game I wouldn't really enjoy for real. Mm-hmm. But then when I got in there and like, I was weary about it at first, just all the walking that you're doing. and It's like, Oh, I need this map. And so actually I'm going to divert for a quick second. Did anybody or does anybody listen to idle thumbs? The podcast? No, no. Nah. Okay. So, you know, like a couple of the guys on that podcast made this game, correct? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I did a reference that when I was going over the background.
2: So, I had listened to their podcast for about a year, and it's kind of become like, I guess you could call it a meme of the podcast, where they are in love with Far Cry 2, and have either of you played that game?
0: Oh yeah, no, I've, I've played it, yeah, that was, uh, I so, want to say it was like probably like my game of the year when it came out.
2: Like You remember the whole map thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Far Cry, yeah, and you can just tell, like, these dudes love that game so much. Just with how you have the map out at all times, and you're just trying to navigate, and I thought that was fascinating after hearing them talk about Far Cry 2 so much, and I'm like, oh, yeah, you can definitely tell they like that game a lot.
0: Yeah, I think about it. You can kind of see some of the influence there as far as the the navigation stuff, and even how the map's built out.
2: And kind of some, some of the, um, I don't want to say mission layout, per se, because there's not really missions, per se, in this game, but... Far Cry 2, from what I remember, is pretty open-ended, and you just kind of do what you want when you want.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah, I just thought that was really cool, and I'm really glad that they took the time to make this game, and they made it very different from your traditional walking simulator and games in general, I feel like. A lot of things that they did would be considered bad game design by most people, but they... Put it into a product where it all works, or at least most of it works. I'd say.
0: Mm-hmm. I did get some uh, some recommendations to check out Tacoma after this. I don't know if, have either of you played that because I don't know if that kind of is anything like this or not.
1: It's I own it, but I haven't gotten it's to it. It's interesting. Yet. Like you know, I said this game deals with time more than other Walking Sims, but that one has a huge time mechanic in it 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 works differently but it it puts you in the middle of things that are going on at certain times like you'd have to play it to kind of understand but it's it's worth checking out like i actually like it a lot better than going home it's it's
0: Yeah, I I forgot. I even. I did play Gone Home. I was trying to think of other walking simulators, but yeah, I guess it's one of them. But
1: yeah, I'd played that too. I would recommend Um, What Remains of Edith Finch. Like, that game was pretty fun. It's like an actual. It's like playing a pop up book.
2: Yeah, it relies more on the fantastical side of things. And it's very different than Gone Home and this one, where those are kind of based roughly in reality, you know? But it does a lot of really interesting things with storytelling.
1: And okay. if you get really bored, <laughs> <So>. dear Esther.
2: <laughs> Isn't that the one with like the 0. .1 mile per hour yeah. walk or whatever? Ugh. Yeah.
0: i might add that to the listener. Maybe next time voting comes up, I might try and sink that in there. See if that, that actually makes it. So... Uh-huh. Yeah, I think if if that's it, if nobody has any like quarrels they have with the game or whatever, I'll say we can uh wrap it on up and head to the uh the outro of the show.
2: I got um my traditional question. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Okay. So after playing this game, would you ever, ever go camping by yourself?
0: I mean I would have I mean First of all, I would never go. <laughs> I don't think I would even go camping, but definitely I would not go camping by myself.
2: How much lower is your desire of camping by yourself after playing this game?
0: <laughs> uh way lower. Like I just
2: I It just seems like a bad idea.
0: <laughs> like nothing I don't know. I could never think of any re- I guess I do know some Like some of my friends do that. Like, they'll kind of go out and do hiking, and then they'll camp. And But obviously, I guess they're doing it with other people as well, so it's a little bit of a different experience, but just I could never think about doing that by myself. Like,
1: Yeah.
2: I think at one point in my life I could have, but after playing this game, it's a hard no. <laughs> it's a really hard no.
1: <laughs> yeah, if I were to go camping, it would have to be with a bunch of people. And I would, after playing this game, I don't know, man. I was still looking out for that bear. You know, <sighs> that
2: bear is a secret antagonist, dude. Like every time I got close to that cave, I was freaking, oh my God.
0: <laughs> you just waiting on it to happen.
2: Exactly. Like, you know how Marcus is like, he's anticipating the evil within and like some of the intro stuff that you've actually played. Yeah. I feel like I had that same thing with this stupid bear. I'm like, <laughs> when is it gonna jump out? It it's gonna show up. It they have a bear problem here.
0: It's gotta yeah. happen. So Alright. Well, I don't think we have any emails, but let me verify that just to make sure. Uh nope. Okay. Alright, so no emails. But we do have another way for you guys to get in touch with us if you want. Um, so we still have email just in case you want to do that. You know, you've got miss checkpoints at gmail.com. Um, but now we also have a Twitter account. Um, so I me not botch this. So I'm looking this up to make sure. Um, so you guys can also follow us on Twitter at MC or M checkpoints. I don't know why I said MC. Character
2: <laughs> limits. Character <laughs> limits. That's all I'm going to say.
0: <laughs> so it's, uh, miss checkpoints on Twitter. Um, so we'll probably enough. Starting to do is uh, when the show goes out, we'll probably tweet out there. Um,
2: Hopefully, we can get some more activity on that Twitter because Twitter seems like a platform where you just kind of, you know, have a little bit of fun with it.
0: Yeah. So um, we'll be there as well. You know, also on Facebook. If you guys aren't following us there, which you should be, um, so it'd be Facebook dot com slash miss checkpoints. Um, so you also can keep a. Uh, keep abreast of what's going on there. You guys can see the schedule that is uh, on the banner, so you see what games we're playing. Uh, The next game that we'll be playing through, uh, when is that show scheduled to to go live?
2: So, this episode is going to go live today, or tonight, theoretically. So,
0: in two weeks it should be the first part of uh,
2: Yeah, the 14th.
0: of, uh, Of, yeah, so on the 14th, would be the first episode of uh, Evil Within. So that's the uh, October game, so that coincides with uh, with Halloween. So that'll be interesting. Um, I think all of us haven't... Well, I guess I've played a, a chunk of it, but has anybody else played it previously?
2: I have not played it up until like a week ago. <laughs>
0: okay. And then what about you, Trevor, had you played it before we started for the show? I
1: haven't even touched it yet.
0: Okay. So, yeah, like I said, I had got to, I want to say it was like uh, at least two thirds or 75% of the way through the game and, and hit like a, a a part I was stuck at. And rather than try to checkpoint or go back a few chapters to try and get enough resources to get through it, I just kind of said, screw it. And just never went back. Um, but yeah, so it'll be it'll be a little bit interesting to see how you guys feel about it, um, and also based off the fact that uh, Marcus hates those type of games. He's so. super scary. <laughs> so yeah, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how the next two shows will go. So it'll be uh, it'll definitely be fun. Um, you might
2: want to follow him on Twitter, Marcus. Oh yeah. Also he's yeah, out some pretty good content.
0: <laughs> the kind of game. To kind of uh, yeah. you know. See what, how, how because he's pretty good about posting uh, how he feels about the games on social media. So, yeah, you can uh, enjoy his experience based off of uh, Ninja Gaiden. You can expect probably a similar experience to that. So, um, but yeah, so as far as social media plugs, uh, you guys can follow me on uh, Twitter at Boombox Hero. Facebook should be the same thing, Boombox Hero. And uh, on Twitch, which is still primarily just streaming Street Fighter, but I've been a lot more active on Twitch, so um, I streamed my playthrough of Overwatch, so I'll probably stream a good bit of Evil Within, if not all of it. So, um, you guys can follow me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash xdrdmagnegro. And uh, where, where can people find you at,
1: Trevor? You can find me on Twitch, Twitter, at Lyric Unsung bet and
0: uh what about you dante
2: people can find me at twitch.tv slash awaken recently i've been streaming let's see last week i did kingdom hearts 2 and now i'm back into spider-man so i'm about halfway through that and i should be streaming evil within and potentially shadow of the tomb raider i think those are my next two i forgot that came out yep man been a good t- like good month for video <laughs> games
0: I, and i was uh, uh just getting off topic but uh forza horizon 4 comes out uh i think this week right i want to say
2: yeah that game looks good and
0: i didn't even think about it but i was like oh i got a game pass so i can actually play that and it just kind of just came to my mind i was like all right i can actually play it i didn't really have any intentions of buying it but then thinking uh, i got this for free i might as well check it out so
2: I might need to pick up Game Pass. That seems like a really good deal.
0: <laughs> I saw that they had a deal on Slick Deals. I want to say it was like a uh, $100 for a year, and you got Forza, or I forgot what what was included with it. It was something else. Um, but, yeah. I mean, I think it was, uh, I ended up getting it during, um, what was it? I want to say it was Prime Day or something like that, that they had them on sale for six months for 30 bucks, and ended up uh, picking up a year just to give it a shot. So, So, yeah. But yeah, lots of uh we're at the good time of the year anyway, there's going to be a bunch of stuff to play, so
2: yeah, and if you want to let us know what you're playing, hit us up on Twitter or Facebook at m checkpoints or miss checkpoints, depending on which source you're at.
0: yeah, uh, so all right, I think that wraps it up for uh this bonus episode, so um anyways, hope you guys enjoyed it, and uh we will catch you uh on the next show, so later.